Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them from their past, and we'll talk as much about what made playing the game fun and what our guest loves about it as we will about the context of how they fell in love or enjoyed the game for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping up top. You can follow us on social media. We are so dang active. Um, We're on Instagram. At Call Me By Your Game Pod. We're on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game, but just the one Y. So that's B Y O U R. Um, we post uh, updates of what's going on with the show, cool art that I make every week, specially designed for each episode, um, and information about our guests. So you can check us out there. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can let us know what your favorite episode is or what maybe even is your favorite thing about our wonderful guest from today. Um, You can also share the show with a friend, whether they like games in general or the specific one we're discussing today. And then, of course, you've probably heard an ad for it or will at some point, but uh, you can check out our Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, and we do a ton of bonus fun stuff there. So if you like me and you like our network, I think you're going to like what you find over there. Um, That's it for the housekeeping uh, the listener will have no idea, but my guest will maybe have noticed that I was just like zipping through it because I've already done this once and I just want to get to the main event and what we're really excited for. So I will finally welcome our guest. Please welcome writer, director, actor, and former New Yorker, Reka Shanker. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Connor. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you. We have such a such a special episode uh, coming up for a few different reasons. Um, this is, I don't think I told you, but this is actually going to be our first time revisiting a game on the show. Are you revisiting it? Oh my God. Okay, great. Yes. Um, it's one of those things where when I started doing the show, 
I was like, ooh, I'd love to like try to keep like one game, like every episode or every game just get one episode. Yeah. But there are so many people out there with so many different experiences with games. And not only that, but like what my previous guest maybe loved about the one that you're going to share about probably has a very different experience with it than you. Totally. Totally. So yeah, uh, I think that's really fun. Yeah. So here we are, but uh, let's learn a little bit more about you. Uh, I know you through um, the improv community, the, the whole, the comedian uh, Mm -hmm. uh, sphere in Los Angeles. I actually remember how we met. Do you remember how we met? Yes. Was it at Baby Driver? Baby Driver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was like when I first moved here and I didn't have any friends and I wasn't part of UCB yet. Like I had, I had auditioned at some point when I first moved, but I didn't get on anything. So I didn't know who anyone was. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sadly, because that's a a real easy way to just automatically know people is if you get on a team at ECV. Yep. Uh, so uh, Rachel Chapman knew I was um, looking for friends Aww. so invited me to this giant screening of Baby Driver. It was like you, me, Rachel, and like 10 other people. Yes, a lot of people. And I, yes. And I think we just sat near each other in the movie theater. And Connor, I will say, I think I told you this before, you were one of the only people, not that everyone was like so mean, but you were one of the only people who talked to me. Because um, <laughs> I think there is a weird thing sometimes at UCB. It's like, who's this? You're not on a team. I don't know who you are. You're not a comedian. Like, yeah, whatever. Totally. Um. So yeah, I totally remember that. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that you, uh, that I'm just going to project and say that you hold it as such a near and dear memory to your heart as I do. I remember that too. And um, I actually remember like i've only seen it once but i was pretty underwhelmed by the movie i think but i was that was my big takeaway i was like oh it was fun talking to reka and great here we are like somehow almost four years later which is i will describe it as frightening that time passes so quickly it's absolutely frightening because i moved to la april 30th of 2017. Wow. So it's like oh, truly almost four years later. I'm like, wow. Dang. That's terrifying. That is sneaking up. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, yeah. I think I, I maybe had either seen you or were about to see you do improv though, because you were friends mm-hmm. with Malin and John. Mm-hmm. Yes. I knew Malin and John and Malin and uh, my friend Janie Stoller had invited me to do like indie improv with them a couple of times because Mon had moved like a year before me or, yes. or maybe even more. And Janie had moved a couple months before. So it was nice. Those were like the only two New York people I knew out here. Wow. Uh, yeah. And now Crazy. look at you now. Popular as ever. Friend, wow, friends. Yeah. Uh, just, Overflowing with friends. Just, and wow. Uh, you've really done a lot in your four years in Los Angeles, yeah. which I'm, sa- I'm saying it like a joke, but you actually have done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, <laughs> That's how we know each other. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. I got to watch of like watch you do a ton of shows. We both were on Herald Night uh, for, yes. I think, only six months at the same time before, you know, everything changed. Yes. Um, oh, this is, I don't, you know, we get into a lot of improv stuff on the show because of so many guests, but you yeah. were on one of my favorite teams uh, ever. Like once, you know, I know it was like only for six months, but like I loved Bitchin' and still love. Oh, yeah. Bitchin's still blast. around. <laughs> They're a total blast of a team. I was very lucky to be added onto that team because uh, they already had such a strong thing going. And it's like, yeah, I don't got to do shit. <laughs> it, it was great, though. You you totally you fit in so well. And uh, it wasn't you. like you're, you're very welcome. I mean, it's it's true. It wasn't I, not that I have seen 
people get, I don't have examples in my head of people getting added to an already established team, like sure. especially solo and seeing that actually, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just had a big one hit me and I was like, oh, that was actually really a bummer. But, um, so <laughs> but it was just an, a natural fit. And I think that group of people on that team, yeah. from as well as I know, some of them are very welcoming. And I think yes. a, a, something that I think mo- most, if not all of you really have as a strength is like, you're also malleable. And so oh, thank you. down to like do the thing, whether it's like, oh, this is Lisa's night or this is Reka's oh, sure. night or this is, mm-hmm. no, we're all going to pick on Jabor the entire show. That's every night. Yes. <laughs> and I want to say thank you for your service in doing yeah. that. Um, but yeah, just such a wonderful team. But I did want to allow you some a little bit of time if you'd like to share more about yourself or anything that people might know you from. Like, what, what would you like the people to know? Yeah. Um, so obviously UCB Improv was a huge blast and it was many years of my life. Um, I also... Uh, I'm a writer. I was a head writer at College Humor yeah. uh, for a couple of years, which was a blast. So you might have seen me in those videos. Uh, I, uh, with my friend Jessica Ross, uh, co-hosted a, uh, a vodcast that was called Erotic Clubhouse, where we would write erotic fan fiction. <laughs> Absolute blast. You can watch it on Dropout TV. Uh, and then I've also written for other random things, you know, like yeah. I wrote for Magic for Humans for a bit. I'm currently writing for Animaniacs, um, which is a blast. I do have uh, I, I, yeah. I do have an Animaniacs computer game from when I was a kid that I loved. So there's a connection okay. here. But There's a big connection. I like uh, that. Sorry to interrupt you as you were going <laughs> oh, no, through. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, I, I wrote for Astronomy Club on Netflix. You should give that so a watch. So good. Um, and I was in the Between Two Ferns movie. Yes. Also, super fun. And you'll probably recognize a lot of people in there. Uh, yeah. So that's sort of the uh, long and short of my various random jobs. <laughs> I love it. And so many really fun things. I'll, um, anything that you plug, I can include in the show notes so that people oh, can cool. just like click a link and access that. Oh, yeah. I'll totally send you those like links or whatever. Cool. I could also, awesome. I could look them up too. So you don't even got to worry about it. You say okay. it unless I can't find something and then I'll maybe hit you yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, okay, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, that's wonderful. Um, well, before we dive into your general history with video games, which is what mm-hmm. I want to sort of kick off with, uh, would you mind telling us uh, the game we're going to be discussing a little later? Yes. We're going to be talking about Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. Yes. Which is just a beautiful game. It is. It's lovely. A game that uh, I'm really glad we're revisiting because it's so much fun and, and it's yes. it's my favorite in the series. I, I haven't yes. spent a ton of time with all of them, but I, I love this one too. Yes. I, I did spend a ton of time with the three. I think there are three. Are there more than three? On, on the Super Nintendo, there are three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first one's like fine. The third one is bad yeah uh Uh, and so the second one really shines yes it does um yeah well perfect um before we uh dive into that a little later like i said i want to talk about your general history with games and like i said before the show um if you've got like one thing you want to talk about or 20 minutes worth that is up Mm -hmm. to you so um i guess i want to start do you remember ever taking like an initial interest in games 
So I have like, you know, family members, like cousins and stuff that would come over and play video games. And I, I was always the youngest. Okay. Uh, so I, I would just watch because uh, I wasn't particularly good. I'm just a button masher. Right yeah. Now. Uh, uh, we all start somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so I would just watch. But then also sometimes we would go to Blockbuster and rent video games and, and things. And um, the ones that I gravitated towards, again, I was not good at them, but just were often uh, either uh, – properties i i had already seen okay so like that kind of stuff worked i mean like i played dot man the like seven up logo video <laughs> game. i rented that many times from blockbuster um <laughs> the Ariel monsters game i was a really huge nickelodeon oh. and nicktoons fan so i would play that uh the simpsons game i remember playing those things all those things were really familiar to me so it was nice to see to get to uh experiencing it in another form yes uh oh i can relate to that yeah, like prior to the internet, like, oh, if you're obsessed with Ariel Monsters, you just have to wait for it to come on. Yes. There's no other way to experience this show. And I was like five or six, so I'm also not like writing my own episode or like <laughs> fan fiction or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm not even like looking up information about sure. it. Uh, you, you don't have that access. I would like draw that. Yeah. And then video games were a nice like third outlet for me to be like, ooh, my favorite characters. I'm doing this other world building exercise with them. Totally. Uh, so that really appealed to me. But then with Donkey Kong, uh, so I remember the first video game and thought it was fine. But when the second came, and this is, hey, you didn't know we we're going to go here, but this is where representation matters in the smallest form. I was like, wow, a girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there is nothing similar between Dixie Kong and myself, except maybe both our hair goes in a ponytail. Yes. <laughs> she is blonde. She is super hot. And she's a monkey. Uh, like, <laughs> But like, uh, truly, I mean, if you're making a video game and you're, Listen, the bar for young girls and I assume other marginalized communities yeah. within a very male dominated uh, uh, space is very low. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Simply to see someone with a ponytail was gorgeous to me. Yes. Uh, even in even in GoldenEye, I would play that with family members and like any uh, like of the agents that were women. Yes. I would choose them. Totally. Uh and I would also be like, can we please do slappers only? I am so fucking bad at this game. <laughs> I need you to not be able to shoot me from a distance because I will be scared and I will not be able to see you. I need to do slappers That's only. where your button mashing you know, prowess <laughs> yes. comes in is just get close and mash on those things. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and then another video game I'll cite before kind of diving back into Donkey Kong is WrestleMania 2000. I was a really big WWF oh. fan. And WrestleMania 2000, that's N64. Uh, also, like, this cool thing where you can choose a character. Yeah. You can, like, make your own character, which was perfection for me. Any computer game, I would, uh, like, the gamut of, like, dress up this character. Yes. I was there. And WrestleMania was this beautiful confluence of I could make my own character and dress them and come up with their intro music. And I loved wrestling. Ooh. Uh, and so I made, but all of it sucked because, like, since the game is based on, it is based on real wrestlers, but also has like things baked into it 
that are like, oh, the the female wrestlers are less strong in this game, which like fucking sucks. Oh, weird. Uh, like artificially, yeah. like they're. I think okay. just because like they're less bulky sure. uh, in the game. So like if you put a Stone Cold Steve Austin with like a China rest yeah. in peace. I, and also, especially because I'm not good at video games. Yes. A, a person who is even one iota better can make that pairing work and China fucking absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Me, not so much. Uh, to the po- And I did not understand these kind of things. So to the point where when I made my own video game character, I was obsessed with The Rock. So I was like, <sighs> okay, of course my character looks like The Rock. He is tan like me. And I'm like, I didn't understand proportions. So I'm like, he's seven feet tall because like I always wanted to be tall. I mean, of course. And and then I was like, because I was like nine at the time, I was like, okay, what? A wrestler needs to be heavy. Okay, I'll make him like 110 pounds. It's so heavy. Because <laughs> uh, to me, I was just like, uh, anything in the triple digits is crazy. It's also like uh, little, same thing, like little kids like trying to guess someone's age or know how old a person could yeah, be. 70. Yeah. And they're like 20. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> so that this, and my, my older sibling was like, okay. And then when we played, Oh boy, the rake was his name. Oh, absolutely destroyed. Got crushed. And <laughs> this this man is like sick. He's seven feet tall. Weighs a hundred and ten. Yes, <laughs> you can just throw him. <laughs> He's a wire. Oh my god. He's a true wire. Absolute fucking terrible wrestler. The rake is but a great any- name, by the way. Thank you. That's an awesome so wrestler name. Thank you so much. Uh, but this is all to say is just like anything that was customizable or made me feel the slightest bit seen yes. was an automatic yes for awesome. me. Awesome. So back to Donkey Kong. Dixie had a ponytail. I too sometimes had ponytails. And this was all the representation I needed at yeah. the time. Uh, so I loved this game. I also, I was like, oh my God, are they flirting or are they really, oh my God, this is so, like there's a romance element to it that I'm building in my mind. I love it. They, They certainly aren't doing any of that on screen. You can't even make them like talk to each other. It's purely like if one of them dies, you have the other one. Yes. And then you can stand on each other's shoulders. That's the only interaction. You you are imprinting the rest of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The rest is wishful thinking between the levels. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But also that game was cool to me because I think I like it had such a, a strong motif of like of like pirates and like oh, yes. uh all this each of the worlds had this like really heavy theme to it. I remember my favorite level to this day is still there's like an amusement park world. Yes. Uh, where there's one level where you're just on a roller coaster the whole time. Like you can't get off the roller and the whole thing is like sometimes the track goes out. Oh, so you have yes. to hop from one car to the other and like over different baddies and stuff. Those are hard and too. Fun. It's so hard, but I fucking loved it. And like <laughs> when I rediscovered this game, again, I'm still bad uh, at video games. When I rediscovered this game as an adult, still pretty bad at it, but so fun. Awesome. It was just the right level of difficulty. And like because those old school games are pretty ruthless with like, did you get a checkpoint? Sorry, bitch, your <laughs> level didn't save. Or like, yeah. like it's pretty hard (laughs) to do well uh uh for someone with my skill set uh so a thing i would do is i would go to this was when i was like 25 i had an internship in new york and my friend uh was doing some sort of like medical internship and we would play every night donkey kong country quest and for like four hours we were both really bad at video games and uh 
to build up lives because they give you like two lives to start. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm not making it through this level no way. of two lives. <laughs> so I would go to level one, which was called like Pirates Cove or something. That might be it. It was just yeah. like a really easy, like you're on a, a ship, pretty hard to screw up. And I would just accumulate a hundred lives because I knew where all of them were. Yes. The little like balloons. And I could do that level with my eyes closed, which I do think is pretty cool. Um, I think that's very cool. I think it's pretty damn cool. Uh, yeah. Is that enough history with this game? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um, and I, in fact, more wanted to sort of hear from you um, about like maybe after this game and after yeah. the N64 era, did you continue playing games? Was it mostly like a childhood thing for you? I'd sort of like to connect the dots to today. Yeah. It was mostly childhood because then N64 and Super Nintendo sort of fell out of fashion and it was more other gaming systems and we did not own any other ones. So it just, you know, I didn't talk to anyone about this stuff. And so I just didn't play. Like that stuff sat in committed dust, you know, at home. Yes. uh, For truly like eight, ten years. Yeah. Uh, But one thing that did come out was The Sims. Oh. And... That was a computer game, obviously, that took up um, 30 billion gigabytes of space (laughs) on your computer and took uh, 40 hours to load. But talking about, like, customization, I was – I couldn't couldn't sleep. I would miss (laughs) meals. I was playing for, like, nine hours straight just, like, I'm going to build my house. And, like, now the internet was, like, a bigger deal. This is 1999, 2000. So I could look up, oh my God, I can download clothes. I can download skins, which was like uh, like different faces and, yes. and stuff like that. I could download objects. I could download the Three's Company house and play with the <laughs> cast of Three's Company. I was losing my mind. It was such like a cool way to participate in a thing you already like. And again, like world build and like, and, yeah. and, and become obsessed with something. Uh, and then, they, of course, they had expansion packs. I had to oh have all goodness. of those. And so I got I got so into The Sims world wormhole for all of middle school, I'll say. Amazing. And then it kind of dropped off in high school a bit. Certainly never really played in college. And then I only downloaded The Sims again during pandemic. Wow. Yes. That'll happen. <laughs> I feel like That'll you maybe happen. mentioned that you got downloaded it again when you were on Jeremy's show. Yes, I think. I did. So that does sound familiar to me. Yes. That's yes. cool. Um, yeah. I guess since you, you pretty much caught us up to the pandemic, um, yeah. have you been keeping up with that or have you tried any other games over the last year or so? It's a fascinating question. I Because I love The Sims so much, people assume they're like, you would love Animal Crossing. Yes. It's another game where you just do tasks. And that's interesting because The Sims, I will agree, there's no, there's you don't beat The Sims. There's no like yeah. end. But there are there are goals. Mm-hmm. You're tracking people, and more importantly, I can make ten people in a neighborhood that all look like me and are named Reka. Yes, and have different <laughs> jobs, and that's fun for me. Rekaville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, some sort of psychotic behavior like that. Yeah. <laughs> With Animal Crossing, I find the tasks so repetitive. Yeah. And there is truly no point to me. Like the amount of bells you need to, cause I tried it and, and I yeah. beat it, I guess. 
the amount of bells you need to do, like, oh, do you want to expand your house? That costs 100,000 bells. I'm like, okay. And then you do it. And he goes, you want to expand your house more? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> it's just not, to me, it's not easy to customize stuff. Like with yeah. the Sims, I get joy out of just building the house. I don't even need anyone to live in it. It's very easy to like swap stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to try this wall color. I want to try this floor. Animal Crossing, because it's on a switch, is like just a little harder. Totally. So I never really got into that. People have also recommended Stardew Valley for similar reasons. Mm. And I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't know. Um, so I haven't really gotten into anything too much. Sure. It sort of seems like, I mean, I feel like you've already laid it out for us. It's not Maybe it's not even like living in the world that's fun yeah. for you. It's more of the design aspect and the building it yeah. out. And yes, and even that is just satisfying to you. Yes. If there's design, if there's customizing, and if there's someone that I can be like, that looks like me, it's fun yes. for me. Awesome. Uh, much like Dixie Tong- Kong looks exactly like me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> in um, every way. Uh, the, and you had already, I was going to follow up with you on some character customization stuff because it's it's really fun i just find it fascinating like how different people will customize characters for myself i think for the longest time i would just make myself in the game but recently i've had more fun if i have that option to like go crazy and it's like well i could be anyone why would i be me so then you just have a little more fun yes i think sometimes i make I, in The Sims, I will make just different versions of me. And I've I've sort of graduated outside of that. Um, But maybe, maybe I just like change my hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, well, yeah, what if I had straight hair? Uh, uh, Or like, I change the like style of the person. Like, so I have like a woman that like vaguely looks like me insofar as like anyone with brown curly hair could look like me. uh, but she, she's got like a bandana. She wears like cool fucking punk clothes. I'm like, whoa, okay, spicy. That's pretty cool. Uh, but I will say for the most part, I do stick to just making avatars that look like me. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get a lot of joy out of being like, what if I owned this clothing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing so much about your, you know, your history with games up to this point. Um, before we talk even more about uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, um, we're going to take a quick break. So I'll see you on the other side of that. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game uh of course here with reka shankar discussing donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest um like i told you before reka uh i'm gonna start diving into just a little bit of the history and context of this game um so feel free to either you know interject and if you want to share about stuff if you are like connor just take it away then that's fine too 
Um, Can I say, Connor, you just gave me a new lifetime revelation. I have forever misread this title as Diddy Kong's Quest, not Diddy's Conquest. That's like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse situation for me. Wow. Wait, is Ruth's, (laughs) is it Ruth's Chris? I think it's I don't, Ruth's. I've never been there, so I'm actually like barely familiar with it. It's Ruth's Chris. Oh. You know, to just sort of have it be an absolutely unpronounceable well, name. See, it's <laughs> it's confusing though, the the Diddy's Conquest thing. It's supposed to trick you because you would think, oh, it's Diddy's Diddy Kong's quest. But But it's his quest for, for King Kong, for Donkey Kong. Yeah. I to, think to rescue him from King K. Rule. I even think it I think it's a play on words like conquest. I know. Wow. Oh there God. we are. Oh my God. Rika just jumped out of her skin for the listener at I home. T- truly just got. <laughs> wow. I truly got goosebumps. Whoa. For that. Just when it's you. Conquest. Just when you think uh, a game can't show you something new, uh, it here we are. I. Wow. That's going to fuck me up for a long time. That's <laughs> so upsetting. I couldn't read (laughs) hey i there are things like that or that i miss almost 100 percent of the time sort of like the baskin robbins logo thing how Mm. it's actually also the b at the end of the b in the beginning of the r say 31 i miss that forever too uh yes i think because nobody cares how many flavors they have (laughs) it doesn't seem like super important to me but yes Amazing. Uh, well, now that we've blown your mind, uh, I'll get into some of the the granular details about this game. Um, and again, like I said, feel free to interject if you'd like. Um, but I'll kick it off for us. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest, <laughs> every time I say it, it's going to be cool, um, is a platform video game developed by Rare and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo in 1995. It is the second installment in the Donkey Kong Country franchise following the first game that essentially saved Nintendo during the end of the Super Nintendo's life cycle, making waves with its pre-rendered 3D sprites, fun platforming, and iconic characters Diddy and Donkey Kong. Uh, The story of this one, however, follows Diddy Kong and his girlfriend... Dixie Kong, so last name, not going to ask questions about it, just going to let it slide, um, who try to rescue Donkey Kong after he is abducted by King K. Rule. Um, the game is set on Crocodile Isle with eight worlds of, like you said, varying environments. So like the first game, um, we talked about this with my friend Alec Robbins, who was on the, the original uh, episode that we did on this game. And the first game is, I mean, it's great, but... The environments are pretty samey, whereas mm-hmm. this is like a different world, it feels like, every time. Yeah, I from what I remember of the first game, it's all very jungle-themed. Yes. Which is fun for a bit, but this game had so much variety. Like, it's really fun to be like, oh, this, like, we're in a pirate ship. Oh, my God, there's a little crocodile in a barrel. Yeah. Because it's like a barrel on a pirate ship. Oh, cool. Or, oh, we're in a sludge, like, swamp. That means there's, like, a snake or whatever. Like, sure. It, it really changed. Like you can go underwater in this game. You can um, ride different animals. Mm-hmm. You can become different animals. Yes. Uh, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. You even had mentioned the like theme park area. And oh God, how cool that is that? I mean, it, it. a lot of games, I think, 
um, especially like the Mario series. I love love the Mario series, but there's like your ice world, your fire world, yeah. your desert world. Yeah. Whereas this is like, oh no, you're going to a theme park, which is really you're going fun. To a theme par- yeah, you're go- <laughs> the, the, the logic behind it now that I break it down. It's like you go to a theme park. One of them's like you're in a bumblebee's hive, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. something. Like yeah, you're on a, a pirate ship. You're you're in like a swamp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, uh, it's it's really, really fun. Um, it keeps it fresh. Um, yes. So uh, there are 52 levels total, and the game utilizes the same silicon graphics technology from the original, again, featuring the pre-rendered 3D imagery. So it's these 3D models that they've like already rendered the stills of, but they've got them in so many like angles, so it looks like 3D. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, the sequel, this game improved on the first game in almost every aspect. Um, I also I agree with that. I don't know if it's sort of subjective, but I think it's true. Um, Dixie and Diddy handle similarly in many ways, making less of a distinct difference between the playable characters in the first game. Um, while Dixie accelerates slower than Diddy, her helicopter hair lets her hover adding new possibilities to the platform. And she, for me, I don't know how you feel. Mm-hmm. I like to sort of save her. So I like to be Diddy just in case I get hit. And that way it's like, yes. okay, I I can pull out all the stops with her if need be. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because not only was it fun that finally there was a girl in a video game yes. that I had. She, she, yes, she had this special like flying ability, yeah. which coming from the first game to the second game, neither of those knuckleheads yeah. can fly. Yeah, those knuckleheads. And and you're like, this bitch can fly? Yeah. And, and so that was incredible. Like, I too would save her, except I was worse at the game. So if I was playing, I would be like, okay, well, I have to be Dixie because we all know that that is a rule. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if you die first, I cannot help you. Yes. So sometimes I would give the controller to someone else. Yep. <laughs> like, please take care of this. But the helicopter here, it's like you're, just as a young girl, just was like, absolutely the coolest yes. <laughs> fucking thing because not only uh uh is this a cool power i hadn't seen in the game before but i'm like oh you being someone with a ponytail or you having these like quote unquote femme characteristics mm-hmm. is actually your superpower yeah which is perhaps too deep of a read into dixie kong <laughs> but <laughs> i love it uh, Another thing I also loved, like she could pick stuff up. That's how she picked stuff up. Yes. With her ponytail. Um, and I thought that was super cool. And like at the end of if you beat a level, you hop on that little target thing. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own like victory dance. Yes. Diddy's, if we're talking about hot boys, <laughs> Diddy like <laughs> and we are. a boombox. And we're talking about hot boys. She got a boombox and you're like, okay, Diddy. Yeah. Yes. But Dixie. Dixie took her ponytail and played the electric guitar. Incredible. I was like, this is the hottest woman I've ever seen. What can't she, what can she not do? She can do everything. It's truly incredible. She's awesome. Uh, and especially if you're in one of those swamp levels, you fucking save Dixie because you're you're hopping between um what are those cattails? Yes. So like big plants that stick out of and Diddy is okay at jumping. But if you jump from one cattail to a cattail, he'll probably end up lower. His jump is less high. Yes. So you you risk hitting that water. She 
just like hops along because you can float her with her hair and it's beautiful. You do see her, if you ever are bad at a game like me, uh, plummet to her death a lot slower too. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you, that helicopter does that help and you're like, no, 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 You're just no, no. like hanging on, like hoping and you can't drop her. You just you can't do anything. That's so funny. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I've experienced that most of the time playing this game. I'm also not very good at it as much as I like it. Um, she is, I mean, just objectively like the best Kong in this series. Um, absolutely. I mean like the best Kong player wise, we all know funky Kong can probably get it. Oh, funky Uh, for sure. Or or, or swank. Is it swanky? There, I think there is a swanky Kong and there's also a cranky and a wrinkly Kong. There's cranky, swanky, funky. Yeah. Okay. Wait, let me make sure I'm not, uh, mixing up. Is candy Kong in this game? Uh, no. Funky Kong is the hot one. Uh, Swanky Kong can can get fucked. I don't care about Swanky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yes, I think she is the fucking coolest Kong that you can play with. Which is so cool that she was able to do that Mm -hmm. because in the first game, Diddy was like, at least for almost everybody you talk to, Diddy's the best character to use because he's faster. He jumps better. Um, so not only did they get rid of Donkey Kong, who's who's cool, uh, but he's not them. Um, yeah. But the character they added was even better than the previous best character. Oh, my God. Another cute thing that she does, if you, like, don't – if you're kind of paused um, and you don't know what to do, like, if, say, you're deliberating with your roommate yes. um, in a really scientific <laughs> way about, like, what to do and you haven't paused the game – so Diddy will sit down and drink out of a juice box. Yes. And Dixie sits down and she just blows bubbles with bubble gum. I'm like, this bitch wow. is so cool. She is just, <laughs> she is like got it going on in every oh, way imaginable. God. <laughs> um, sort of to wrap up the history and context of this, um, Donkey Kong Country 2 received critical acclaim just like the first one and is still widely regarded as one of the greatest 2D platformers ever made. Uh, It was praised for its graphics, gameplay, and soundtrack, and it was the second highest selling game of 1995 and the sixth best selling game on the console in total. Um, Holy shit, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yes, it's so so sixth, which is, there's a lot of titles that sold really well on that system, so it's pretty impressive. And I love the shout out to the soundtrack because like the soundtrack is actually very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there's like that when you like just hit the start screen, there's a really pretty so kind good. of song. Then there's all these there's like a whole bramble world. Yeah. Um, I fucking hate that world because you can't touch anything. Yes. Uh, you have to like fly on a parrot basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, or you'll get like pricked, and I think its name is like Squawks, and it squawks like fucking eggs out of its mouth. I, I hate that thing. Um, but like, uh, 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 oh, there's like music that has, you know how like uh, when people use like synths or like like Kanye will do this a lot. They um, synth um, an instrument to have the same vocal, like it sounds like a human voice, but it's like an instrument, yes, kind of thing. So Donkey Kong does that, but for monkeys. Monkey noises. Yes, so the vo- vocals sound like if a monkey was singing. It's which is very cute. It's so cute. They this <laughs> this game, if I remember correctly, with the music. Since we're talking about it, also yeah. uses a lot of like environmental sounds in the soundtrack. Hun- oh my god! It uses lots of like deep sort of. Uh, bongo drum things yeah. that kind of sound like the swamp gurgling yeah. and like uh uh yeah it's really cool yeah it's it's 
It's fantastic. That, in fact, you talked about the title screen. When yeah. I, that's one of my favorite title screen music in any game. Mm-hmm. Um, it always reminds me of a uh, hook. Uh, yeah, it really feels like so an similar. Epic, like adventure is about to happen. Yeah. It really is cool. It, it sort of has that like piratey twinge yes. to it as well. So I think that's probably why I was like, "Oh, it's Hook," which is one of my favorites. Uh, yes. Um. Yeah. Well, so we've already started to like. Uh, jump into like your history with the game and stuff and you've shared a little bit already so we'll hop back into that um i guess so you had can you dive into a little more about when you first got into this game did you say that you had the first game and do do you remember getting the second one at all no so is my like like my sibling and my cousins it was like all of their sort of priorities on the game because like I didn't I was not good at video games so like me being like I would like to buy this video game was crazy but yeah so like I don't remember getting either of those games um I just remember yeah I just remember always being excited to play I do remember going to my cousin's house once and they had the third one. Oh wow. And I was like, holy shit. Uh like <laughs> Baby Kong. And I was so excited to play it. And I was like, Baby Kong is the worst character yeah. ever. He is so annoying and bad at everything. I think the only thing he could do that was cool is like, because he's so big, he could like pound the ground and like Yes. Scatter people. Like the way Don Diddy could like cartwheel through people. Yes. He could like pound the ground and get people out. I just, and like the world was gross. Yeah. And I was like, why is Dixie taking care of a fucking baby? <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. We just got to see her on her like romantic adventure with her boyfriend. And now we yes. got to see her babysit. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah. I'm like, I want to see her kiss her brother slash boyfriend, yeah. whatever <laughs> Diddy is, is to her. <laughs> Not with a fucking giant baby. Yeah. It was. I have spent like by far the least amount of time with that one. I have yes. re- truly have probably played it for an hour or less in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just a bummer to go from like, all right, Diddy and Donkey Kong, awesome. But then like we've already said, Dixie and Diddy, that's like the best pairing. So yes. I just wish they almost would have stuck with it again. I, I, uh, yes, I wish they had just kept it or maybe do a game with all three of them and ooh. like you choose a duo or something. That's fun. I even I even remember the gameplay, something about the gameplay in um, the third one being annoying where like when you are choosing which level to do, there's like a an annoying function. There's always a little annoying function for how to choose a level because they'll show you a picture. There's little monkey heads on all the levels you've completed and a little crocodile head on the ones you haven't. And it's a little confusing using a joystick that only moves in four directions (laughs) to do this like complicated, like how do I get to this thing? Okay, down, left, whatever. I remember that being even worse in the third game. I was like, I don't even want to fucking play this. Yeah, really. Oh my goodness. Um, so, so you remember like seeing that there was a third one? Yes. I remember seeing there was a third one and I was so excited for it and it was such a bummer. Yeah, goodness. <laughs> and then I, I think by that time I had just like not played video games in a minute. But then when that one summer in college yes. or, or a- after college, sorry, uh, when I was doing that internship and I like, I don't remember why, but I just like brought the Super Nintendo with me. Yeah. Uh, I think because we didn't have cable and we're like, what are we going to do <laughs> with our time? We didn't even have like 
a TV that like got basic channels or some shit. Wow. So we we're just like, what will we do? And like streaming wasn't a thing. Yeah. So like, I guess I'll bring the Super Nintendo if we want to play. And I brought, I want to say I only brought that game. I might have brought the first one and we tried it and didn't like it, but it didn't really matter. I could have just as well just brought the second game because that's all we did. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to have one game to play on the system, this is a pretty great one. And absolutely. And because we were both bad, it really did occupy quite a bit of time. Yes. Um, uh, Because by the end of that entire summer, so like two months, we only got to... 50% 50% through the game. Sure. <laughs> because there's a thing, I think 50% of the way through, you do not like a battle with King K rule, but something on a blimp. Mm-hmm. Something where I thought that was the last level, but like when it shows your progress in the like initial screen when you go to like select the game you want, I think it said like 60% complete. I was like, are there levels like if I beat him here that I fucking unlock? Oh my God, yeah. I'm so bad at this game. Yeah. <laughs> that, those, th- this game and the first one, I also, I don't know how you feel, but I would, mm-hmm. I felt like I could never tell how far I was. Absolutely. I think that it was, it was like a brutal side effect of these games because there it's before there were a lot of advancements in video games. Yes. So just like, yeah, you never knew. And like, fucking tough luck if like you didn't get a checkpoint or whether yeah. your shit's not saved you fucked up whatever uh uh pretty uh or, or like even with um with donkey kong or with diddy kong i remember one of the things was so say i had one life left yeah and i was about to go into a hard level uh only you had to so in that little map where you choose levels once you beat one level the next one would open up mm. um and it was like you could only go there or back to the one you just beat. Yes. But there was always a Funky Kong airport. Oh, yeah. But you couldn't go to that whenever. You had to go to it when it was like next in line, like connect the dots style. So there was a certain amount of levels you had to beat. And here's why you would want to go to the airport. For me to accumulate lives. I would go back to that Pirate's Cove level and just get some lives. Amazing. But if you didn't have, if you hadn't beat enough levels, you couldn't go to the airport. Oh, and, Or geez. if you didn't get enough money to pay Funky, you couldn't go to the airport. So <laughs> you would just have to keep beating that level again and trying to get lives. Or if you didn't, none of that would fucking save and you would die. Gosh. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. That is brutal. It's it's really cool to hear you share about like the, the like things that you somehow learned like the not patterns but like you're like in order to do this thing i'm gonna have to play this game this way or like go access this thing because i feel like we do that sort of naturally when we play games so it's so interesting to hear yes yes i I, especially knowing your own um strengths and weaknesses yeah (laughs) there is one level called toxic terror or toxic tower sure where for whatever reason, there were certain levels that uh, you can't even control this. It just happens without you even touching the controller. In the very beginning, you'll see Donkey or Diddy and Dixie uh, bust open a box mm-hmm. and they have to be a, a snake oh, okay. for the whole level or something <laughs> or a spider. There's like a bunch of these animal characters, oh, yes. a spider that wears sneakers. I don't really like him. Um, there's a par- the parrot I hate. Uh, and then there's a snake and there's a rhino. I love the rhino. Yes. Um, and in this level where you're the snake, the snake has like t- two things it can do. It can like jump mm-hmm. pretty well, 
Uh, and then it can, if you hold down one of the buttons, it can do, it goes like this and then it's super jump. Oh, wow. He's like a, but, he's sort of like a spring, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's got like big ass buck teeth. But what's <laughs> annoying about him is because his body's a little bit bigger. He also has more surface area to accidentally knock into something, oh. which he does constantly. Because also his resting state, if you're not touching the ca- the controller, is a light hop. I'm like, bitch, stop moving. Just chill out. He could just accidentally hit something. Like if something flies overhead, he could just hit it. Because he's just naturally just bouncing. It's so annoying. <laughs> so this level, you are him. You are not Dixie is riding him, which you could also do sometimes. You are him. Oh, wow. And the this level, so not a lot of levels too, there's no timer, right? Yes. But this level is the moment you start, this green sludge starts to rise. So you are being timed. You have to constantly be away from the sludge. You can never go back, of course. And the level, it's a vertical level. So it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And You're up just and trying up. to outrun tower, the sludge. This tower. And because this fucking snake is so stupid, <laughs> there is this one part. So a lot, a big villain in the Donkey Kong franchise, for whatever reason, is bees. Yes. So it'll be a big fucking bee, a small bee. <laughs> the the yellow bees, you can kill with the right thing. You could, like, throw a barrel at them yeah. or whatever. The red bees, you cannot kill. You have to avoid. Um, and this fucking snake, there is one part where I, I knew this level. My, my roommate and I would switch off, like, you're better at using the parrot. You're better at using the snake. Yes. I was marginally better at using the snake, so I got assigned this level. When I tell you we spent two weeks trying to beat this level. Okay. There is this one part, and I would try to save up as many lives as I could for this uh-huh. fucking level. Because, God. Where you're, you're, you're enclosing on the top. I know it's towards the end. This ledge yes. is coming after you. And there's a little string of B... B, 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 B to get to the next like landing. So there's nothing. You cannot stop. You have to hop and kill each of those Bs and you can't get anywhere unless you hit the next B. Otherwise you'll fall and die. And I was so fucking bad at that part. And so one day, and also too, because if you hit it in the wrong way, it will just sting you and you die. You have to like hit it in a very specific spot, right? Exactly. Gosh. And then you will bounce <laughs> off of it. So I, it's like, I forget how many bees long this thing is, but it's yeah. pretty long for me at least. So we go B, 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 B. And I finally did it. And I got to the next platform. And I think we paused just to like rest. And I went into my room and just face planted on the, <laughs> on the bed because I was so exhausted. I was like, thank God. Thank fucking God. Thank God. You finally did it. And and then when we beat that, it was like, you are 55% of the way through the game. Yeah. I was like, what? This was so hard. <laughs> Give me a medal or something. You don't know yeah. what I just went through. That <laughs> is so much uh, dedication to Thank that. You. Truly, though, like I I don't I, I function way differently where like I can bounce off stuff when something's that yeah. frustrating or that difficult. Yeah. But you really stuck with it. And it's almost it's interesting because you said you either had like just this game or maybe the first one as well. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like being a kid when you only have a couple games and you exactly. don't have a choice to just, oh, I'm going to go try this one that's online or yes. I'll buy this today. Yes. And especially before gameplay videos were common. Yeah. Like when I was little playing this, like uh, if you don't know how to beat a level, like fuck yourself. If you don't know, like <laughs> there's like these one confusing element of Diddy Kong is um 
there's a whole like volcano level or, or world. Yes. And you're around pits of lava all the time. And one, so you see these uh, little things of steam uh, rising up and you see a hot air balloon above it. And if you hop on that hot air balloon, you start to weigh it down and it starts to sink down and you better be able to hop onto the next thing and then hop on and land perfectly yes. on that next hot air balloon or you will fall into the lava. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that, that like it helped watching gameplay videos sometimes when I was like 25 trying to yeah. do this. Uh, uh, that you don't have access to as a kid. So you truly do just like, I guess play this till you die. <laughs> yeah. Those things, those sort of videos can all be illuminating too. Cause you might just not even know you can do something. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there was that the spider character comes out in the volcano levels and he's like a little spider with sneakers and I, I don't really like him, but one of his, like, uh, I think he can, sh- so he can shoot webs yes. and, and the web can like kill something, which is great. But one of the other functions of the web that I think I might have learned from a gameplay video is if you jump and hit and shoot the web, it will stand suspended in air. Yeah. So he can actually hop onto it, but only for a few seconds and then it will fall. So there are entire parts of that of levels like that where it's like your little spider, dude, a big line of lava. Yes. And the only way to get across is to build like a little staircase of webs that will fall. Wow. Uh, as you go. Dang. I also have to say your hand gestures are really good. Thank you. For the (laughs) the listeners not getting to see any of this, but you should, especially when you made the platform and showed me the spider. Wow. Thank you. You'd probably be really great at like telling a story to a group of children or something. Just Thank you so much. This is the story I'll tell. (laughs) Yes, please. So there's this fucking stupid spider that I hate. Yeah, this dumbass spider fucking snake. (laughs) I was marginally better at the snake, so I, of course, had... (laughs) Wow, Rika's really got great hand gestures. Um, That's the takeaway. Uh, Yeah. That's so much fun. I I do want to dive into a little more of... um, you playing this with your roommate that summer mm-hmm. and maybe even hear about this internship. So, cause you were in yeah. New York. Are you from New York by in, the way? No, I'm from um, like Philadelphia area. Oh, cool. And so New York was always close by and I went, I went to college in New York. I went to NYU. Oh, nice. And um, my friend who went to NYU with me, so I uh, uh, and I were roommates together that summer and I had just entered the film program at NYU. I was like an internal transfer. Oh, cool. And I was very self-conscious about how little of a film background I had. And so I always wanted to do extra things. And this was one of them. I wanted to do an internship. Oh, nice. So I had two internships that summer, one at a post-production facility um, doing like editing stuff. Oh yeah. And then one at a, um, a how to video company called Howcast. Wow. Where I was a production intern that ran around the city buying props for them and stuff. Like okay. That. And so I did those things, I think four or five days a week, Dang. but then you'd come home. I lived in a, we were subletting a six flight walk up from these two random people we met, uh, in college. And she was doing some sort of like medical internship interesting both be really tired at the end of the day and like we have a tv but no like use for it necessarily uh and again streaming wasn't a thing so this became the thing we did every night and she's also really bad at video Uh games so it was like equal like it was never like i felt like i was bringing her down or she felt like she was bringing me down we're both bringing each other down it's fine that's nice Uh, you're in it together neither of you are feeling more self-conscious than you could be Exactly. Okay. And, and, and it was a beautiful, like we are still really close friends to this day. And it was that, but that beautiful, like 
post-college-y thing. Did I say that? What year? I said 2015, and that's not true. This was 2010. It doesn't matter, but I I will clarify. So (laughs) that beautiful like college type relationship where you're just always around each other. You can accidentally stay up till 4 a.m. That was totally us. And so like, yeah, we'd buy snacks or be like, we're playing tonight, right? Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Uh, You know, play for four hours straight one time because it was New York and New York, there'd sometimes be blackouts because it was too hot outside. We were playing in the middle of a level and the power went out. Oh. So all our lights turned off. The computer turned – or sorry, the TV turned off. Everything was off. And we sat in silence. <laughs> and then she goes, do you think it's going to save? Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> and then by the end of that summer, we did get up to like 60% or whatever in the game. And my, uh, my cousins were over at my house – uh, at my family's house and, and uh, with my sibling and they're all much better at video games uh-huh. than me. So I was like, can you help us? Like we, we got so far in this game where we can't complete it. And my sibling bumped into the uh, wire the with the controller. Yes. Um, um, and so the, the controller popped out while we were playing. And I would say that in today's day and age, if that happened, that wouldn't be as big of a deal. Yeah. But in uh, with technology from 1994, it's almost like unplugging a hard drive while it's saving something. Yes. The entire game was erased. <laughs> and I called oh. my friend. I for, Ow. It's like, I called her. I was like, <laughs> and I was laughing and also so mad. But I was just like, hey, hey Allison, <laughs> are you sitting down? And she's like, yeah. I was like, so um, the game is lost. And she paused and she just died laughing. It's just like, we just spent two months doing this and it is completely gone. You can almost just only laugh at that. Absolutely. That's, and, that's so and that funny. Was a, that was the thing that, again, these games are just like not forgive. The technology is old. It is not forgiving. Yes. Yes. When I went to restart, it's like, well, in theory, now I'll be better at this. I was like, I have no will yeah to do all of these levels no. again because now i'm looking at my fucking pirate levels and i'm like excuse me yes no it's like if you were in like a fucking i don't know like uh, it's like if you're in, in an improv class and you take all these advanced levels and then ucb loses all your information and they're like actually you have to start at 101 i was like i would rather do nothing yeah for real this again. gosh like that is so like demoralizing <laughs> I especially like you said with the old old consoles like it's crazy that unplugging the controller would freak the system out so much. It wasn't even an unplugging. First of all, it wasn't even unplugging the system from like the outlet. <laughs> it is unplugging the controller and it didn't even come out all the way. It came out like when you realize your phone hasn't been charging fully yes. cuz like it's not totally in the outlet. It was like just a little <laughs> bit out and the game totally froze completely erased that is so oh i well i'm glad that you had the strength to make it all the way here after that just yeah, thank such you. a tough moment that's so funny i do love that you asked if she was sitting down that's oh my that's god hysterical. she lost her mind it was so funny <laughs> yeah. wow um uh, i i remember as a kid um like I, I would have my n64 set up in my parents room on the floor yeah. so countless times like me or my sister walking by and just yes well there it goes it just 
is like, why did I? And what's stupid is like nothing was wireless at that time. So it's like yeah. your options are like kind of all equally bad. You yes. either put it on the floor and the cord sort of sits on the floor and then that's how you play or you put it elevated and then you just have this like wire that's just across your living yeah. room or whatever. Uh, all dumb options. And it's so funny because this is like the era too. Like I remember when we got an N64 and it's like, the the things that people thought to like improve on in video games, I remember rumble packs being such a yes. big thing, and I was like, I guess, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I would so much rather if I could just save my progress in an easy way, as opposed to when I get hit, all oh, my controller shakes <laughs> as if to remind me you're bad at this game, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, where are the priorities here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um. I feel like we've gotten to hear so much great stuff from you about not only like uh, what you loved about the game, but I was it was really fun to hear like your specific memories of like going through oh, yeah. levels, but also you know your relationship with your roommate and and how that was just your thing <laughs> that summer. Um, it was beautiful. Before we move on to some of the fun end of the show segments that I have ready for you. Um, did you want to sort of wrap up your thoughts on this game and it's like its place for you? Yeah, I think this game is a true blast. I think it is better with friends. Yes. Uh, uh, at least for me as someone who's not very good at video games. It's like to me, I remember I would try to play it by myself and it just felt like it feels sad to be bad at a video game when you're by yourself. Yeah. But when you're with a friend and you're kind of like, like we would like do things like we would like pause the game and like measure stuff and be like, okay, I think like this is far enough to jump onto for like, you don't need to hop onto like. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we'd like brace each other. It was like just a very fun relationship building moment for us. Uh, but I do think this game still holds up. Yes. Uh, I think it, I think it's the best of the franchise. Um, this is a game, like if they redid it for some brand new console oh, yeah. or like, like I have this switch and I only have animal crossing on it. Yeah. If they like did a really cool revamp of this game specifically for switch. A hundred percent I'm buying. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And that's a promise. That's cool. I've got, well, I've got a couple things to share with you unrelated <gasps> to what I have prepared, oh, but I'll do that. I in thought the... you were going to, are you going to tell me that it exists? Yes and no. Um, okay, so ba basically, um, you have two options. If you want to play like a new, like spiritual successor to the original, to I mean to that series, um, there's a game called Donkey Kong. Uh, I think it's called Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Switch, and oh, it's that sounds like a drink. Uh, yeah, and it's it's very <laughs> taste just like the Baja Blast. Um, <laughs> But it's a spiritual successor. It's a very similar game. You might really enjoy it. It's I've never played it, but apparently, like my friend who um, came on to talk about this game before you did, he yeah. swears by it. Oh no! I know. And if if that's not your you know your bag, you can also uh, through Nintendo Switch Online, which is twenty dollars a year, you can yeah. play all three of these games on your Switch. Wait a minute. Okay, I am. This is a part where I am severely illiterate because I got a Nintendo account oh. because of fucking Animal Crossing. Yes. If you want to visit anyone's island, they're like, "Sorry, bitch." <laughs> so I could be playing. Yes. Um. I will. I'll send you a message afterwards, okay. walking you Thank through you. how to do it. But Thank you. hopefully, we'll change your life with that. 
you might make me sick. <laughs> you might make me ill, Connor. <laughs> well, you know, I guess that's a risk I'm willing to take. Um, yeah, no one will see me again. <laughs> I love it. Well, well, thank you for sharing all that stuff about this game. That was really fun to hear from you. I will get through my two fun end of the show segments and then get you out of here. Um, yeah. The first one, which I always have uh, prepared for my, my guest, is the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just where I'm going to share a couple fun facts to you. Uh, They're all going to blow my mind. You already fucking blew my name, mind with the title. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. Uh, so the first one is that um, is called Cranky's Video Game Heroes. Um, after At the end of the game, uh, if you visit Cranky Kong and you've collected at least 40 of those uh, Donkey Kong coins, mm-hmm. he takes you to his video game hall of heroes where he puts you know Diddy or Dixie on top like uh, it's sort of like mm-hmm. a like at the olympics when it's like oh they're like standing on those platforms yes this i think i remember this because from when my other family members beat this yes <laughs> not for i have never um personally experienced yes it. but you're familiar that's <laughs> yes that's amazing um in this little area uh they feature three nintendo uh video game characters unrelated to donkey kong um so is it mar is one of them mario one of them is mario who is, of mm-hmm. course, in first place. Uh, in second place is Yoshi. Uh, okay, wow. Seems similar, but okay. Right? And then, like, <laughs> you think they would choose something from a different f- series. From a di- <laughs> um, and then in third place is Link from The Legend of Zelda. <gasps> Cute. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, there's another little area on this Hall of Heroes that is called the No Hopers, which I guess means, like, no hope of being a video game hero. And... You don't see the character, but Sonic the Hedgehog's shoes are there. So they're like, <gasps> it's a dig at Sonic and Sega. Sega. Yeah. That's a that's really funny. So, sh- so wow. silly. Um, yeah. Shout out to Sonic the Hedgehog, the last movie I saw in theaters, which I actually saw with Mr. Mikey Stevens. Aww. I love Mikey. I'll, I'll never forget it. Our sweet boy. Um, wow. The second fact I have for you is this crazy uh, first level cheat. And maybe this is similar to what you were discussing. It sounds like it's a slightly different thing, though. So um, in the first level of the game, there's a, there's sort of like a... It's not cheating. You're actually che- sort of like cheesing the game. Um, but if you perform a series of actions in a row, um, you can essentially get like 75 of those coins that you can only access special areas with. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And yes. there's... Basically, the spot Kremlin coins. Yes, or not Kremlin. Kremlin is a <laughs> right. Yes, is that what they're called? I think okay. you're correct. I know exactly. Well, I know what you're referring to. Um, Krem coin. Yeah. There we go. Because I, I was like, the Kremlin is that Russian um, yes. thing, but I do think they are also called Kremlin. I think you're right. Game. Yeah. Um, basically, there are these two really easy to get single bananas lying on the ground. If you skip them, and you go over to grab the next group of bananas, you go back to this pirate's cabin, you get an extra life. If you repeat that one more time when you go back, and you it'll give you 75 of these coins and you can access That's all the worlds. Fu- okay, that is super good to know. I remember reading this and I think I was really confused at the time uh, by that, because I know exactly each part that you're talking about. I even know the cabin. The cabin, there's like a letter from a pirate. Yes. In it. Um, uh, I 
feel like I tried it, but probably fucked up. But this is really good to know because I do remember there is, you need a certain amount of coins to talk to this big ugly dude about um, a special island of extra levels. Yes. Which I think was that missing 40% of levels that I needed. Um, But I could never get enough of those coins. So that's real. Because he was like, he asking for something crazy. I'm like, bitch, yes. I don't have your money. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> that you're asking for, dude. Well, yeah. it, I think, and honestly, even explaining it, I mean, I'm glad you know the game well enough to yeah. decipher what I was saying, but I had yes. to watch it to get what was going on. Um, yes. But yeah, so that's that's the end of the Factory Buy Your Game segment. And the last one I have for you are the game recommendations. Um this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where okay. I'm going to sort of treat Donkey Kong Country 2 like your romantic summer love that you're just going to move on from, which is funny because you did have a sort of a I romantic a summer, summer love with this with game. Yes. Um, and because at the end of that movie, uh, I was sort of like thinking about real life and, and my friends and myself and wondering like, who does he, Timothy Chalamet's character, who does he date next? Like, does he have a rebound that's unexpected? Does he date someone who's exactly like Army Hammer's character? Just sort of like looking at real life and seeing friends do stuff like that. Um, that's where this comes from. So yes, uh, these are also mostly for fun. But if you're ever interested in looking into them, you could have you could enjoy them. The first yes. one is uh, if you would like to play a new co-op platformer um, with another couple, really just going through it. Um, there's a new game on the PS4 called It Takes Two where you're playing this like husband and wife who have been somehow turned into dolls, but they've gotten a divorce. And so you're you're they're trying to like go through all these like difficult levels and I think like save their daughter or something. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Um but the second one is if you love Donkey Kong but just need a little more rhythm. Uh, in your game, uh, I'll recommend Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, which is actually a game on the GameCube. Do you remember those bongos that they came out with? They're so they came out with these like bongo music things, yeah, that you could use as a controller. So it was for like a sort of a Guitar Hero style Jungle yeah. Beat game, but this game so is actually a platformer like Donkey Kong Country, but you use these bongos. Um, the last recommendation I have for you is that if you want a, just a little more ball with your monkey sequel, I'll recommend Super Monkey Ball 2, um, mm. which you're just rolling around as this monkey going through courses uh, cool. and stuff. But but yeah. Um, wow. That is the end of the game recommendations, and that actually brings us to the end of the show. Uh, <gasps> oh, my God. I know. It, it happened so fast. Um, yes. I'll definitely ask you uh, to plug anything you'd like but before i just want to say thanks again for coming on uh this was such a good time thank you for having me it's so fun of course uh it's always just nice to get to catch up with someone for an hour or so too uh, oh yeah so nice so uh what would you like reka for the people to look up do you want to plug any social stuff i'll put it in the show notes if you'd like yeah um you can just check out my work at rekashunker.com so that's r-e-k-h-a-s-h-a-n-k-a-r.com follow me on twitter at reka l shunker great follow um, great follow Great follow. thank you so much You're welcome um and yeah check out animaniacs and uh uh, more presently, I co-host a live stream with Jordan Myrick every Tuesday yeah. called Talk Chef, and we raise money for food charity organizations while talking about episodes of Top Chef. Uh, and we have a lot of fans that don't even 
watch Top Chef. So if you're like, I hate Top Chef, which firstly, we need to talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to uh, to watch the show. We just talk about our love of food, cooking with really cool guests. We have a lot of chefs on. Yes. And we raise money for, uh, for great causes. Uh, so check us out every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. I love it. Uh, it's a, it is a really great show. Like you're saying, I'm not even into Top Chef, but I've tuned in a few times. Uh, honestly, just because it feels like I'm hanging out with two friends. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but it is really, really fun. So uh, I'll definitely put a link um, oh, to awesome. the Thank to the you. channel there, um, but yeah, I'll close this out with some with some plugs of my own. Uh, our cover art is done by Glenn J. You can check out his Instagram and all of his other cool art at at Glenn dot J. Uh, of course, you should check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, like I said, if you like me and my perspective on games, uh, you're really gonna like what we have there because it's a ton more stuff. This show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, which Reiko was on a little over a month ago. And lastly, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. And then I'm also on Twitch uh, streaming often at uh, twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. Thank you for listening to Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. <laughs>